Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and today we're going to be joined by Justin Schulte, who is the head coach of Southeastern Community College, and he is a member of the 900th Win Club. So this is going to be a great episode for preps in the area to hear about other options that you can take if you're interested in playing at a high-level college baseball. And we're also going to talk about some of the players that are in the area that are currently playing for Southeastern. Coach, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You've been at Southeastern for a while. How long have you been there? And if you could pinpoint a few of your greatest memories from Southeastern, what would they be? Well, appreciate you having me on, Coach. Um, yeah, I've been down here entering my 18th year here. Um, 25th year overall as a head coach, but 18th down here at Southeastern. And and uh, it's, been a, it's been a pretty good run for us. Um, you know, got some really good memories here. Um, it's hard to, to me personally, it's hard to pinpoint them because I, I kind of cherish every opportunity to get on the field and, and compete. And, um, you know, this, this past season, we, we, uh, we had a heck of a run in our regional tournament was a, was a really impressive, um, it was really impressive. Our kids beat, uh, every team in the tournament. We didn't win the dang thing. Kirkwood still got us, but, uh, I don't know how you beat every team in the tournament. You still can't get her done, but we found a way to do that. But our kids battled through the loser's bracket, played, played 63 innings in, in four days. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a great run and just a really great competitive environment. Our dugout was for four days. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, I don't know if I could have been prouder of a group if, if we had won it. They, they just gave us, gave us everything they had. And, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of sticks out just because it just happened. Um, you know, we've been to the World Series. We've, we've won some conference titles here. And, but, uh, overall, we've just coached a great, great bunch of guys for 17 years that, that bought into what we believe in and, and, uh, you know, got rewarded on the field from year to year. Coach, when I was graduating high school back in 2000, we had a lot of different options. We had Iowa State had a baseball program. Iowa has a baseball program. They still do. University of Northern Iowa had a baseball program. Now we're just down to the University of Iowa for Division One programs. So tell us about the Southeastern baseball program and what benefits would kids in the Dubuque area have taking that JUCO route first? 
Well, our program is, has been a really uh, solid program for, for a long time. You know, uh, in the last 17 years, we're, we're the second winningest program in Iowa, uh, behind Iowa Western, and uh, we're the winningest uh, program in our league uh, overall wins in the last 17 years. A lot of people don't realize that, but, uh, but we've had a good run here, uh, very consistent. We haven't, we haven't had a lot of valleys. Um, we've kind of been pretty steady. We've, we've never finished um, below third place in our league in 17 years, and, it, and it's a great league with great coaches. Um, but, you know, to me, the Juco route, um, obviously I'm going to say it's a no-brainer uh, for kids because um, if you're not getting that dream school you you like out of college or like, like out of high school and you want to, you know, kind of see what your ceiling is in two years, you, you continue to live that dream and see if see if you can get to that level. And, um, you know, we talk a lot to kids about, you know, it's a great investment in their career and a great investment in themselves to go to JUCO and kind of figure out, you know, where your ceiling is. But, uh, you know, personally, it's a no-brainer for me. I, I went the JUCO route and um, ended up at, at the University of Iowa, and I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not gone JUCO. I went actually went to a Division three school out of high school, so I'm, I'm a firsthand uh, believer in what, what junior college baseball can do for a guy. And looking at it on the academic side, too, generally JUCO is a lot less expensive than if you go to uh, another type, whether it be a Division three, Division two, private school, state school. You can save some money as well and maybe play some great baseball at the JUCO level and, and earn a scholarship. I am, I am a proud Iowan when it comes to baseball. I always enjoy seeing kids from the area go on to the next levels and do well, and especially at those JUCO levels, and then see them playing high college-level baseball or even at the professional ranks. Who are some of the alumni who are currently playing and doing well in Division I programs? Yeah, we currently have a slew of guys still playing Division One baseball. Um, right-handed pitcher Hayden Cooper's at Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Uh, he was with us last year, had a good good year last year. Uh, left-handed Chase Keeney's at Oakland University up in Michigan. Uh, Lincoln Riley uh, was starting center fielder at Eastern Illinois last year. Kyle Amant is down at uh, you know top twenty Dallas Baptist program. Uh, Jake Bockenstead is also at Edwardsville with uh, Cooper, and then Kai Hampton uh, is a right-handed pitcher down in Eastern Illinois as well. So, yeah, we still we still got some guys rolling at that level. We we just graduated a bunch in, in the '22 season, and uh, a couple of those guys playing pro ball right now. So one's actually with the White Sox right now. Uh, Jason Matthews, our shortstop, we just had a ninth-round pick. Um, out of Oregon State um, this past year, and uh, catcher from uh, from Canada, and and uh, you know d- definitely have some guys still playing at that level. We hopefully uh, get a couple signed this fall. It looks like uh, you know I think we'll, you'll be hearing about two of our guys committing here pretty quick. So excited to see what happens there, and, and we got a few other ones still still looking as well. Coach, you touched upon it a little bit. Have you personally, South 
Southeastern had any alumni that have been drafted? And has Southeastern ever had anybody make it to the highest level of baseball playing in the Major League Baseball? Yeah, we actually, in 2020, um, one of our alumni from 2012, uh, Dakota Backus, uh, made it to the big leagues with the Washington Nationals. Uh, he's, a, he's a Moline kid, and uh, he made his debut in 2020. Um, I, a lot of people don't know alumni from here, Bill Madlock, uh, three-time batting champion with the Cubs and Pirates, played here and um, had a had a really, obviously, really great major league career. That's, that's a long time ago, but... Um, and then we actually have a guy in AAA right now, uh, Pedro Garcia, who's with the Reds, and and uh, you know he's probably got a shot with what their what their team right now and and the rebuilding there they have going on. So uh, Jason Matthews, I, like I said, is is currently in the White Sox organization, and and uh, we've had quite a few. I think we've had sixteen guys uh, since '05 um, play affiliated ball and. Um, or drafted out of here uh, at Southeastern. So, yeah, we've had quite a few and, and still got three active guys still rolling. So kind of fun to watch. How awesome is that as a coach to have guys that you've had that you can lend a little bit of piece of that puzzle in getting them to the next level and playing at the professional ranks? And then what does that mean to a program when you're trying to, to bring guys in who might be hesitant about coming to Southeastern? Well, I think it gives you, gives you instant credibility um, with, with the amount of Division One guys uh, that come out of the state of Iowa and, and, and our program in general, too. But um, it gives you instant credibility and, and uh, you know, that it can happen. Man, I, it, it, it's possible to to go to that level if, if, if things work out the right way, but if, if my development goes well. Now, Coach, before we start talking about Dubuque County guys, past, present, and future, we're currently recording this in the fall of 2022. What is your outlook for the upcoming season look like? Well, we got a good group of guys back. We, you know, our, our, run last year we had a we're coming off a 42 win season um and we had six freshmen starting on that team um we we were second in the country last year in, in defense and we we actually played really really solid baseball this fall in the defensive end um i like the way our pitching staff's developing we're we got to get through a few guys, uh, get them back on the bump healthy, but uh, I think they're going to be pluses for us, and we, we've thrown the ball pretty well this fall. And offensively this fall, it's been kind of inconsistent. We, we've shown signs, and, and that's kind of been disappointing um, that we haven't been more consistent because we are sophomore heavy. So uh, hopefully that comes along. We, we have a couple freshmen um, that have really had great falls offensively for us, and and that's exciting to go, to know that uh, we're going to get some contributions there, and hopefully our sophomores um, turn into sophomores here pretty quick, consistent sophomores. So, but it's been a good fall overall, and and uh, you know we feel like we got a chance to compete at a high level come spring. You mentioned currently your team's biggest strengths are you're very strong defensively and pitching has been a huge advantage for you. 
in the fall, we know it's early. You have a whole off season. You have a whole winter program to work through some things. But what do you think would be the biggest improvement that your team needs to go moving forward to help you reach that 42 win plateau like you did last season? Well, we got to get stronger. Um, we got to, you know, we're in the weight room four days a week now, and, and that jumps to five days a week starting next week. So we got to get stronger, like every, probably every junior college coach says. Um, and then we got to get better offensively. We just got to be more consistent. Um, we had some guys that didn't play summer ball, and, and, and uh, that's okay, but, uh, you know, they're, they're a little behind where they should be right now, coming off, you know, 200 at-bats or plate appearances last year, and they, they don't look like at times they had 200 plate appearances. So um, I think the biggest thing we need to improve on right now is our offense, and just um, I think we got a lot of pieces. Um, you got a lot of starters back. We have some injuries, so we've, we've had some guys really step up and, and trying to find out where the pieces fit the best. Um, hopefully we can play a bunch of guys and, and rely on a lot of different guys like we did last year. And, and that's always the goal to, to develop depth and, and get a lot of guys opportunities. And hopefully we're able to do that come spring. What I think is a, also a big recruiting tool for Southeastern is you guys play on a minor league stadium, formerly the Burlington Bees, who are affiliated with a major league club. Now they're in the prospect league. But when people attend a Southeastern baseball game this year, who are some of the top players on your team that fans and scouts and college coaches will be packing the bleachers to see? Well, for us, I really think it starts behind the plate. Um, I have, we have what I, who I think is one, arguably one of the best catchers in the state at any level, and, and Albert Guzman. Um, he had a really good year last year, hit over 350, um, drove in over 50 runs. Um, he's a little guy, stick of dynamite. He's about 5'6 or 5'7, but throws it really well and hits in the middle of our order. Um, it kind of starts there. And then you start looking at Dubuque County and Cole Smith, and and uh, he had a really great year last year. He won a Gold Glove at third base. He started at four different positions for us. Um, uh, he's just a plugger, man. He plays hard. I think he led the country in plate appearances last year. He let you know he led off and had 295 plate appearances and um, walked over 50 times and and only struck out about 20. So. Um, you know, it starts with those two guys. We have uh, Cole Yearsley, our center fielder, who a uh, left-handed hitter, probably hitting a two or three hole for us and uh, coming off a great year last year and uh, actually making some Division One visits this fall. Um, we have a guy, Maxton Polat, a gold glove outfielder from last year that um, coming off an 11 home run season and um, hopefully provide a lot of punch for us there. Um Really like a couple of the freshmen we got. Marcus Beatty out of Independence. Um, he'll play outfield and DH for us. And then Caleb Wolf, second baseman um, from West Liberty, who will pitch at the back end of games and, and play some infield for us. And then we actually returned the defensive player of the year in our conference. We had two national gold glove guys and the defensive player of the year in our conference. Taichi Nakeo is our second baseman, and um, he's a really fun guy to watch play play defense. And then. Our shortstops, Jose Solorin, 
And uh, he's coming off a 20-double, eight-home run, 66-RBI season and, and uh, really solidifies our infield. He's a, he's, a, he's a plus defender, one of the best shortstops in, in our league. So um, we got a lot of pieces, exciting pieces, and, and uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to, to piece things together here. And, and uh, we lost some really good arms from last year's team, but I really like where uh, some of our arms are with Wolf and, and we – uh, Sam Scarich out of North Scott probably pitch at the back end and play third base for us. And, um, you know, that's it. All to me, it always started at the back end. We've always tried to build a bullpen first. And, and then we got uh, another Dubuque County guy at the top of our rotation, Casey Perrinaud and, and, uh, Davenport North, uh, Blake Gaskey's coming off a nine win season. So, you know, there's plenty of pieces here. Um, doesn't guarantee anything, but, uh, we're going to try to, Cross our T's, dot our I's this fall, and make sure we we deserve a chance to compete and win some games in the spring. Now, Coach, I I do want to call you out on something here. You earlier in the podcast said that you didn't have any notes or anything in front of you, and you were just rattling off stats and statistics. So do you truly not have anything in front of you, or you just have that great of an analytical numbers mind that you can remember all that stuff from last year? I don't have anything in front of me, and and I don't think anybody confused me for being an analytics guy, but I'm a pretty good numbers guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, our guys, I've, I've had to sell those guys this fall to some, some coaches and, and scouts, and and uh, but yeah, I got I got all that stuff locked in and upstairs here. And kids listening to this, whether you're at the youth level or at the high school level, and and you're uncommitted, wanting to play at the next level. Coach just shared that he's got all these numbers um, in his brain because he's reaching out and contacting coaches trying to get these guys the best fit. So I've heard that from some parents who have had children go through Southeastern or currently have children playing at Southeastern that you will do anything for your guys and their kids would run through a wall to support you. They, they care about you that much. Automotive Care Solutions is a proud sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. ACS is owned and operated by Nate Dirt Hall and is located in beautiful downtown Dyersville. ACS offers services such as exterior and interior detailing, buffing, waxing, ceramic coating, rust proofing, and undercoating. They welcome all cars, trucks, tractors, semis, campers, boats, and so much more. To make your appointment convenient, they also offer a courtesy vehicle. Pickup and drop-offs are available within a 15-mile radius of Dyersville. To request a quote or schedule an appointment, call 563-581-8244 or email acsdyersville at gmail.com. Now, talking about Dubuque County here, you've mentioned a couple guys. When you think of Dubuque County and when you come up or send up your recruiters to watch guys play in Dubuque County, what have you noticed about their game and their skill set just as a whole? Well, one of the First things I've always noticed is, is they play hard. They compete the right way. Um, 
And that's, you know, that's the definition of the guys we have here from the Butte County right now and some of the ones we've had in the past. You know, it just started, that's a baseball community. You think about the town team up there, the town teams up there, which which I used to actually go up and pitch in and enjoy those tournaments. And and uh, it's just a baseball environment. Kids kids live to play it up there. And, and they, you know, the kids we've gotten from there, you know, yeah, they're, they've been great players for us. But, man, I, I, I fell in lo- I've fallen in love with about every one of them. They're just – they know how to get after it and, and uh, work work at it every day. They don't take days off, and, and they give you everything they got. And that's – you know, what else can you ask for? Now, I, I just want to say to the audience, if you're listening to this, and I forget to say your name or if I don't mention you, I'm sorry. I, I reached out to people. I did some research. So there's no ill will toward me if, if I fail to mention any of the Dubuque County guys moving forward. Coach, in the past few years, who are some of the Dubuque County guys that have gone through your program? Well, with, with who we have right now, we have Casey uh, Perinow from uh, Western Dubuque, Elijah Green from Cascade, Cole Smith from Senior, Owen Hoonergard from uh Beckman, Tucker Nauman from uh, Western Dubuque. Those are our current guys. We, we've also had Kyle Lehman from Western Dubuque, um, Bryce Simon. Um, I'm pro- I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, Sam Knoll was great for us here, a Dubuque senior guy. Bryce is a Cascade guy. Um, so we've had, you know, we've had our fair share. Trace Hoffman, let's not forget about him. He led the country in saves when he was here and then went to Iowa and um, like I said, I don't want to forget anybody, but uh, I might actually, I actually have to get some notes out so I don't. But, no, you, you can kind of tell by the names I mentioned. If anybody knows those guys, they know the type type of person they are and, uh, and you know, what they – you know, they, they probably did a lot more for, for our program than we did for them. They, they were awesome guys to coach and, and funner than heck to watch compete and oh, still are. Coach, you mentioned some of the guys that are on the roster currently from Dubuque County. I'm going to go through the list and just tell us a little bit about them. How are they looking? Um, What roles might they fill for Southeastern this year? And if they want to play after JUCO routes, maybe where might you project them skill level to uh, end up at now? You've mentioned this guy before, comes from a great family. I used to coach with his brother, one of my all-time favorite players that I ever coached. He also had one of the highest baseball IQs of anybody that I ever coached, but I know he's pitching for Southeastern. But what can you tell us about Casey Perrineau? Casey Perrineau is a big-time competitor. Um he is, uh, you know, we project him um, to be at the top end somewhere. Hopefully one of our top three or four guys. He has been the last couple of years. Um, he's back for his third year, actually. Just kind of worked out for him um, to, to take an extra year here. And, um, you know, just getting him healthy and, get, and, and trying to get a guy that can give us 12 starts in the spring is very important. Um, so I know it's important for Casey and, and important for us, too, but just making sure um, he's sound and 
is ready to go by by February is probably the most important thing. He hasn't thrown a lot this fall, and and uh, we're just trying to make sure he's coming off that flexor tendon surgery um, the summer before. Uh, in 21, he had the flexor tendon surgery, so just making sure he's feeling comfortable and and, and uh, you know confident in his arm right now is the most important thing. And if he is, that's a plus for us. Um, actually, Casey went to Central Missouri this fall um and some things you know some things didn't work out and uh, he decided to, to come back here um and you know central missouri is one of the top 10 division two programs in the country year in year out so he was in good hands and in a good environment and just uh you know like i said some things happened and he, he decided he wanted to come back here and obviously we wanted to make sure it was, it was beneficial to him academically, which, which, which we are, we got some things rolling in that direction. And, and, uh, I think he's feeling good about his decision to come back right now and just, you know, getting him healthy and seeing, seeing who wants a big time competitor come spring, um, to figure out where he lands. Next to Butte County guy, Eli Green from Cascade. And what I remember about him in high school is he threw a perfect game had an immaculate inning the night he won his coach's 300th victory, Roman Hummel. How is, how is he looking? What are your projections for him or hopes for him in this upcoming 2023 season? My hopes for him are that he ends up being uh, one of our top five starters. Um He's kind of been a little inconsistent so far, but uh, he's shown flashes. I mean, he, he throws it in that 88 to 91 range. He, he possesses a plus changeup. He's got a, he's got a plus breaking ball. Um, he just got to trust himself a little bit more. And he's had, you know, he had some big moments for us last spring. Um, threw really well in the regional tournament for us. Um, won some big games throughout the season. And then, you know, he had some clunkers too, but. Um, Eli's a great kid, and his, his heart's in, always in the right place. And uh, we're hoping he can he can be the guy that uh, you know we we hope he can hit a ceiling. If he does, we're we're way better because of it. So he's still he's still getting after it. I'm excited to see him throw this weekend one more time and and see what that looks like. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I got high hopes for him. Next guy is Cole Smith from Dubuque Senior. Also, uh, jack of all trades, can pretty much play anywhere. Quick story about him. I was umping a semi-pro game, and there was a ball hit in the hole at shortstop between the third baseman. And I got to my position to make the call at first base, thinking there's no way this play is going to be close. Why is he even throwing it to he got the guy by half a step? And it was a plus runner. One of the greatest plays I saw in the semi-pro season, you shared with me the last time we talked on the phone that he won a gold glove at his secondary position, not his primary position. But what are your projections? What are your hopes for Cole Smith this upcoming season? Well, we're excited about Cole. He had an unbelievable freshman year. It, It wasn't, you know, the numbers weren't, just jumping off the charts, but you know he, he led the country in plate appearances. He he walked over fifty times. He started at four positions and 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 fielded over nine sixty. Um, I think he made one air total all year at second base, and then he won a Gold Glove at third base. He also 
was our center fielder by need a, a lot um, throughout the season. So um, Cole's just, man, he's going to give you an at-bat every time. He doesn't swing and miss. Uh, my projection for Cole is somebody's somebody's going to get a Division One baseball player um, because of what he, what he can bring to the table, um, taking at-bats the way he does. Uh, brings value to any team, and the op- and the ability to play, you know, four or five positions brings value to any team as well. So he's had some people uh, interested in him. We're, we're really excited about what he brings. Next guy comes from Dyersville, Beckman, Owen Hewengarth, and I saw a lot of video of him and thought that he had a lot of improvement to do. And then I umped a game where he was playing and – he hit a home run with a wooden bat in a semi-pro game and and threw out a couple plus runners. And those doubts that I had from those videos that I watched were quickly erased once I saw him in person. But what are your projections for Owen this year? And I know he's got another year left after this, but what can you tell us about Owen from Dyersville Beckman? Well, Owen's... Um... He came in a little banged up, and uh, he's played quite a bit this fall, but he's also had some time off, so it's been a little sporadic. But, man, he he got here, and he made a big impression. He had a huge uh, first first couple scrimmages for us, and, and uh, kick can definitely swing it. Um, left-handed hitting catchers are, you know, they're, they're worth it. You know, they, they bring an extra value to your club. Um, he's got some improvements to do on the defense in, but he, he throws it throws it well and uh, he's got a good IQ for the game and and uh, we're excited about his future I mean he's he's in a good place here he's behind a, a good sophomore leader behind the plate that I'll learn a lot from and and um, so we're we think our catching situations in really good hands with him and, and Sherlock and, and Guzman and, and another guy so uh, but I like going I like the direction he's going and, and I think he's going to be a good player here for the next two years. You mentioned the next guy I was going to bring up, George Sherlock from Hempstead, definitely known in the area for his defense. I know Coach Rapp, who's been with the Hempstead program for many years, said George is probably one of the top two defensive catchers he's ever coached at Dubuque Hempstead. How's George looking in the fall? What are your projections, your hopes for him this year and beyond? George has had a great fall. Um, yes, he is a good defender. Um, I'm trying to think. He, he's thrown out most guys that have attempted to steal against him this fall. He's had a really good fall behind the plate throwing. Um, only knock on him has been um, receiving a little bit at times, but that's that's just getting used to some new pitchers at times. But uh, he's had a great fall offensively. Um that, that was never – I know a lot of people were concerned about that, but I, I'd always seen a guy with a really good swing that just needed to kind of trust something, and he's I think he's come, He's getting in that direction. He's he's really battling hard for a number two job. Um, him, and, him and a couple other guys are really battling hard for that number two job and, and um, behind Guzman. And, and uh, I, you know, I could, really couldn't be happier where George is at right now kind of what I expected when, when we when we signed him. So he's been he's been great. Last player from Dubuque County, 
state champion Tucker Nauman, also a former player of mine. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about Tucker because I'm not sure if he's just going to pitch for you. I think he can swing it. I think he could play a good third, a good first for you. Is he going to be a two-way guy, or is he just going to focus on offense, or is he going to be primarily a pitcher at Southeastern for the next year or two? He's going to just pitch. He, you know, kind of a guy that kind of made that decision on his own when he got here. Um, and I think it's a good decision for him. He's got a chance. He's got high upside, high ceiling. Um, velocity keeps going up and, um, has always thrown here so far with really good command of, of, of two pitches and still trying to get that change up to where it's, where it's a good pitch for him. But, um, Tucker's got an outside chance to be a rotation guy for us and, and, um, you know, the offseason is going to be huge for him as far as putting some weight on, but I think he's got, got some pitch ability and, um, you know, obviously works hard and has a great mindset, excited for his future here. He's going to, he's going to be a good one for two years for us. Coach, last question. Pick your brain a little bit before we hit into that podcast killing double play. I'm glad we were able to do this. Thanks for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. It's always great to highlight programs, give kids in the area options or goals that they want to shoot for. And I think Southeastern is a great place for them to land. And you have so many Dubuque County kids on there. It was just the perfect time to invite you on. But promote your program, promote your team, any camps, any social media that you want to plug and why Southeastern is a place for promising baseball players in the Dubuque area and Dubuque County to attend. Um, we do have camps down here. Um, we, we usually do a Christmas camp right between Christmas and New Year's for, for youth camps and then from high school in the afternoons on, on um, usually a two-day camp. And we had a really good out, a turnout last year and Actually had a guy or two that came that's, that's here on our team right now. So that worked out pretty good for us. Um, you know, we're on Twitter under Southeastern, uh, SEC Blackhawks base BB. I'm sorry. Um, and you know, as far as why somebody should come here, I think, um, you know, any junior college is, is a great opportunity to find out what your ceiling is. Um, we've had a great history here. Um, every kid that's played here that, that finished their second year that wanted to play at the next level in 17 years has gone to a four-year college. We, we've had over 180 kids go to four-year colleges. And, um, you know, our kids graduate. They, you know, 80, 80 to 85% of our roster carries a 3.0. So we're, you know, there's a, there's accountability and discipline in this program, but, um, you know, it's set up for their success. Our program is set up for, for someone's success because, they're not going anywhere if they don't get it done in the classroom. And if they're not a competitive player, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to play at the next level if you're not competing at this level. So, um, you know, there's a lot of pluses. We can talk about facilities. We, we, we play in a minor league stadium. As you said, we have a, a $6.5 million indoor, uh, dome turf, 110 by 70 yards. Um, our weight facilities inside the center for rehab right across the street from campus. It's, it's a $10 million um, facility with our weight room and our South own Southeastern weight room in the basement. Um, and our campus is growing. We're building a rec center right now. That'll be done uh, in summer 23. That'll be ready for our 23 recruits. So, 
uh, just a lot of things. Our president's been here for 10 years and he, he's facelifted our campus and, and, um, you know, there's millions and millions of dollars in new buildings on our campus just in the last 10 years. So I've had some guys come back through here in the last, um, you know, a few years and, and they don't recognize the place. And that's, that's always a good thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if somebody wants to get, get coached and, and play in a winning environment and, and um, and get an opportunity to play at the next level and kind of see what, what their highest level is, this is a great place for them. And, and um, you know, yeah, I, I care a lot about our kids, as you mentioned earlier, and there's not a whole lot I wouldn't do for them. And, and I, you know, for 25 years, I've got a group of guys who play really hard for me and and um, and hopefully run through a wall for me as they know I would for them. So, um, you know, we got a great thing going here and just excited for – for now, for the 23 spring and in the future as well as we've, we've already got off to a pretty good start with our recruiting class. So looking forward to that and, and keep plugging away at, the, at our 23 class. Coach Justin Schulte from Southeastern Community College, best of luck to you, your players, especially those Dubuque County players on the upcoming 2023 season and beyond. 6-4-3, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.